Love Thai food. Love comedy. Love books. Love comedy. Love Thai food. Love comedy. Love Thai food. Love Thai food. Love books. 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 Hey roaches, I'm Toddy Tondera, and welcome to my audio thrifting diary. I scour through secondhand items, searching for vibrant vintage, useful unusuals, big budget bangers, trendy trinkets, cool collectibles, and good garbage. Each week, we curate a thrift haul, dive into the details, and record an episode based on our findings. I'm sentimentally attached to things you have forgotten. It's time to get thrifty. Hey, who said you could come in here? Sunscreen on because we are about to embark on a very sunny edition of Thrifty Podcast Secondhand Shopping for Worm People. I'm your host, Toddy. Thank you for downloading the show. Thank you for supporting the show. And once again, I'm welcomed by the best DJ in the world, DJ Lil. Hey, DJ Lil, how are you doing? Oh, I'm swell. Yeah, um, so we've done uh, back-to-back recordings today, and in between recordings, we have been catching up on one of our favorite shows. <laughs> it's uh, hot outside. Too hot to handle. It's too hot to handle. It's too hot to handle, folks. Um, so Netflix has a bunch of, I guess, horny early 20-year-olds that are social media influencers, mm-hmm. and, and on Too Hot to Handle... They live in one house and try not to smooch. We have voted that most of them aren't worth smooching anyway. Right, yeah. No, I'm more interested in when they show the iguanas kind of roaming around the beach. Uh, One of the episodes we watched today, there was three iguanas, one tree branch. Yeah, I loved it. That was an immediate (laughs) pop from you. You were like, let's go, three iguanas. Go back to that. But yeah, uh, there's a few of them that are attractive if you have it on mute. Sure, yeah. That's about it. Mm -hmm. But they were uh, hanging out in their their own backyard fun zones. And yes, it's that time of year again. For new listeners to the show, every summer, pick a summer episode that we put together our own backyard fun zone. We build our own backyard fun zone from 12 thrifted items. And you've got 20 bucks. So we're going to start the show off today with that. And then after that, we're going to go into our first true act, something you've never seen before. And in that act today, we will be discussing newspapers and magazines. Print media. R.I.P. Media. I have the newspapers. You have the the magazines. I have magazines. And I technically... A book-ish... Technically, Ish. it's a collection of newspapers. Papers. So printed newspapers in a... That's a great paper noise. So, Oh, yeah, it's yeah, great. That'd be great. So we have, so we have some of that fun stuff. Um, for Act 2 of the show, Freestyle Act, um, uh, you will be hearing 
a song that I put together mm-hmm. called Thrifty Thrifty Summer Party. Uh, so it's a, a little island jam for all the island fans out there. And then, of course, our last act, our third act, vintage versus modern. And that will be uh, to determine who wins the episode in act one. We ask each other questions. We get points for it. And in the uh, third act, you find out who wins Last episode, you got the W. You mm-hmm. won last episode. I did. So I'm going to have to do something to pull some tricks out of my sleeve to, to beat you. But let's get a, get right into it. So um, this is a thrifty build-your-own backyard fun zone. And you folks listening at home or wherever you are can play along. Uh, if you go to at thrifty podcast on Instagram. Or at Thrifty Podcast on Facebook, you will see a little marketing piece that has 12 items and they have a number value and you have fake money to spend. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) So you are given $20 to build your own backyard fun zone from 12 items listed and every year I try to put together a different backyard fun zone. Um, uh, DJ Lil is going to go first, but mm-hmm. uh, I will read the items off in case uh, folks at home or folks listening do not have uh, that marketing piece in front of them. So you walk into a thrift store with $20 to spend on your own backyard fun zone. The items are as followed. A grill for 10 bucks, a blow-up pool for 10 bucks. Fireworks, $9. Slip and slide, $8. Ice chest, $8. Bean bag tossed, 5 bucks. A radio, $4. Lawn chair, $4. Sunglasses, 3 whole dollars. Chalk, $3. And a book for a buck. And a fancy drink um- umbrella for $1. $1. So uh, you got 20 bucks, DJ Lil, out of those 12 items. What does your backyard fun zone look like? Well, at first glance, I was excited because I thought I was able to buy two coffins um, for $5. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> I, and I'm assuming you thought the two coffins were the beanbag yeah. toss. Yeah, yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. Um, so scratch that. That would have been can, cool. As you can tell, I'm not a summer person. Mm-hmm. But during the summer, I will make the the best of it i like to enjoy the fact that yes i can sit outside um sit and eat try to shoo away the bugs read a book watch the neighbors water their plants they will watch me water my plants you know maybe a little hello hi yeah a little hello here and there and yeah we kind of discussed that before um on previous episodes i like going outside True. So all this, let's be honest, I probably wouldn't put any any of these together to do it because mm-hmm. I just like to hang out inside. I myself, I am a summer fan. I'm a summer fan yeah. just because um, I, I just feel like the, uh, it, it feels like the... the you say there's less, uh, it feels like there's prep. less preparation to, to me, go about things, yeah. To me, there's less preparation to, to go about your day. I like to wake up early and get my stuff in before noon. And then in the evenings, I like to do nothing Mm -hmm. if I can, if I get my work done. And in the wintertime, 
in Western PA, snow, you might want to get the snow off the car. Like there's just a lot of prep work. I don't really like wearing a ton of clothes. So it feels like for me in summer, I'm most successful. Past two summers have been garbage. Yeah, we'll have to change that this time around. This summer, I have a good feeling about. Yes. Because the past two summers has just been a waste of time. Yikes. And even a worse waste of time because I like summer. I know. I want to enjoy it. So it was even a bigger bummer. So um, once again, DJ Lil, you have $20 to build your own backyard fun zone. Uh, grill for 10, blow up pool for 10, fireworks for 9, slip and slide for 8, ice chest for 8. And I will say with the grill and mm-hmm. the ice chest, the ice chest is filled with whatever beverages you want. And the grill has whatever protein you would like. And cool. then to finish off the list, beanbag toss for 5, radio for 4, lawn chair for 4, sunglasses for 3, chalk for 3, book for 1, and drink up umbrella for 1 awesome and you could and you could also purchase more than one of each item and i think that i will be 20 drink umbrellas Mm, it was tempting Mm -hmm. what do you do 20 books but whoa i have a lot of reading i'd like to catch up on this summer Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna go with five books five books so that's that's five bucks five bucks five books for five bucks and you have 15 dollars left to spend and then eh, i've got some books i'm gonna need a nice chair Chair for four bucks. Chair for four bucks. Can't stand up reading books. You're a weirdo. Yeah, no, I shouldn't do that. Yeah. But it's going to be bright out, so I'm going to need sunglasses so I can read those fine print books. Okay. Met Noah, and if you're reading those books in the sun, there's no reflection. That Bible paper is hard to read in the sunlight. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> you know. It truly is. You know. Um. And with all that, I'm not going to want to get up and go inside for a beverage or refreshment. So I'm going with the ice chest. Okay. Okay. And uh, uh, I guess uh, Backyard Fun Zone, the owner of the Backyard Fun Zone being you, Mm -hmm. what drinks would you have in the ice chest? Because they come with it. Um, Seltzer. And a lot of ginger ale. Ooh. Okay. Maybe some fresh lemonade. That's that's strange that you say that because I have written down something very similar over here um, as far as the ice chest is concerned. But I also had a backup plan if I feel like I'd like to live in a spontaneous world. I will save the $8 for if and when the ice cream truck stops at my dead end street. <laughs> wow. So that's a little audible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so technically speaking... That's your backyard fun zone, mm-hmm. but you can leave it to pick up some to ice cream get some, supplies. You know, refreshments. If I hear ice cream truck around the corner, got eight bucks in my pocket. They'll get me a few push-ups and uh, I don't know, bomb pops or something. I mean, fudgesicles. Heck, even in this day and age, I think like eight bucks will get you some pretty cool things. Yeah, from it's from a the good truck. chance to get up and stretch my legs and get some sweet treats. Have I ever mentioned that I was a ice cream man for a day? I don't think so. I was an ice cream man for a day. Once upon a time, <laughs> I was an ice cream man for a day. Um, so I had like, I worked at three different colleges and somewhere in the interim of one of those 
times I didn't work at one of the colleges, I was looking on Craigslist mm-hmm. for a uh, job, and in um, and I couldn't even tell you where this is, and I live here, but it was in Allison Park, PA, and it was mm. about a like forty minutes out of the city. Right. I don't even remember what direction. <laughs> it's ringing a bell, but I have no idea which direction. Sure. The and, bell was ringing. And when I read Allison Park, same thing. I was like, that's I'm familiar with that. Uh, and it was kind of a interesting day, to say the least. It was kind of... It was kind of like overcast, like sprinkling on and off, mm-hmm. that like that. So anyway, I responded to this Craigslist ad that I wanted to uh, be an ice cream man. And they said, well, come on this day. And that was the day that was kind of overcast. And I was like, fine. So I drive out to the um, the address supplied. Mm-hmm. And I go there. And it's a house. It's just okay. someone's house. And it has a driveway, big driveway. And there are two ice cream trucks in the driveway. And the ice cream trucks have some sort of, like, power cord or, like, energy source. Yeah. And it was, like, plugged into... To keep their coolers running while they're... Exactly. Just parked. And, um, but it was, like, covered in, like, black tar and then, like, clearly melted ice cream. Like, the the big cords. And I was like, so that's strange. So I I walk to the house and it's one of those driveways that kind of kind of go, slopes down. Okay. And then so the first the first uh, level of house that you come across it was like the basement door, and then I was like I guess I'd knock here, and I did and a and a a lady answered like come on in and I walk into this basement and it's literally a makeshift kitchen in a basement like a regular basement mm-hmm. like think of a basement yeah. a basement. And down there were, like, uh, cabinets, a kitchen table, a TV that was, like, 12 inches, and a refrigerator, and a lady sitting there. And uh, I can't even remember the, the guy's name, but she was just like, hey, this guy is going to come by, and he's going to pick you up, and you're just going to go deliver ice cream. Like, you're just really – you're just going to do it. The only way to be an ice cream man is to be one. There's no tricks of the trade. <laughs> Just get in the truck and do it with this this guy and then like, yeah, see if you like it. Um, So I then waited there for roughly a half hour Mm -hmm. um, in that basement with the lady. And immediately, to be honest with you, I walked in and I was like, I got to get out. (laughs) This is not what I want to do. This is not what I want to do. This is just these, uh, this, I don't, this is a very strange to like, not exactly the, the work position, Mm -hmm. but just like this scenario. Like a set of like a David Lynch movie. Yeah. It's very strange to me, but also I didn't want to, you know, I have respect for, I'd like to think I have respect for people who give me a shot. Yeah. So, cause the lady was like, you know, come on in and you know, so I didn't want to be like, no. So I was like, you know what? Just go through the day. Mm-hmm. Maybe it'll be a surprise. But immediately I was like, I'm not going to be doing this. So yeah, a guy comes. I get into the truck. The truck inside is a wreck. Um, there is open packages. And now there isn't melted ice cream or anything. Right. But there is just like uh, sandwich, like uh, ice cream sandwich wrappers everywhere. Sticks of pops, popsicle sticks everywhere. And it's just, it's just so dirty, Uh so dirty in there. 
And the guy was like, well, some days you make $100 and some days you don't make anything. It just depends on who's out. Mm Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. And then he's like, then you have to pay so much back. And I was like, well, this is already... So So if I make $0, that's not a job, as it turns right. out. That yeah. doesn't seem like a job. So, yeah, we like kicked it around for, I would only say, about an hour. Just He, he said that he was going to take me on just kind of the, the local loop thing. Mm-hmm. And we maybe sold $5 worth of stuff. Wow. And given it was like an overcast day. Yeah, yeah. So this is a slow day. It's not a fast day. This sure. is and he explained like this is very slow. Um but it it was just like this can't I cannot work um all day and maybe make five bucks an hour. Like I just can't do that. Mm-hmm. So sure enough, uh when they took me back, you know, I I, I did the I did the job I did exactly what they had asked, and I it, it felt like to me by the end of it that this was just kind of like a casting call type of thing, and it's just like so basically I worked for them for free because they took they yeah. kept the money. In the food industry, you call that a stage. I was a stage. Well, in which they want to watch how you work and um, <clears throat> not pay you for it. No, I didn't make anything. Be like, oh, we're just going to watch how you uh, operate in this place you never worked before. Uh, okay. And hopefully you do it right. Or if not, we got someone tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, it came to that. And then. Yikes. Um, so we went back to the house. And I can't remember why we went back to the house exactly. But uh, guy was like, you ready to go back out again? And I was like, I kind of actually, I kind of like, eh, I kind of got to get going. Like, I kind of got to get going. And he was like, oh, okay. Like, well, you, you did like a great job. But we'll like be in touch. We'll mm-hmm. like keep this going. And I was like, yeah, 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 sure. And then I never talked to them ever again. But Yay. I was an ice cream man for one wow. whole day in Allison Park. Wow. Um, and I was probably 24, 25 that's a good factoid. <laughs> yeah, something like that. So I did, I did that. Um, and uh, we bought ice cream sandwiches today. We did. In real life. But my backyard fun zone. Back to my backyard fun zone. Yeah, what you got going back there? Backyard, front yard, side yard, so inside. I, um, unfortunately, um, with my backyard fun zone, I like hanging out with people, stuff like that. But if this is my fun zone... Mm-hmm. I honestly don't want to hang out with anybody in it. I just want to hang out with me. If this is my fun zone, mm-hmm. it's it's just I'm hanging out with me. Um, you know, I'll see people before and after the fun zone experience. <laughs> so I um, I went, I'm going to use uh, 10 of my $20 on a big item. Ooh. It's going to be a grill. Going for the grill. On the grill is going to be corn on the cob. Yes. Corn on the cob, on the grill. I, too, would love to sit down. So I'm going to get a lawn chair for $4. Mm-hmm. Radio Ooh. for $4. So it's just going to be me and probably short shorts, mm-hmm. uh, chef's apron, no shirt nice. on underneath, nice. making corn, Listen to the radio. Some butter for me, some butter for the cobs. Yes, buttering up the cobs. <laughs> it's just a day with me and the cobs. 
And then uh, after that, after I, I make the corn on the cob, uh-huh. listen to the radio, yeah. eat some of that, yeah. I'm going to use my final $2 for two entire books. Yes. So books are a buck each. And I'm gonna u- I'm gonna use both my remaining bucks on the books. But I liked your style. You said I'll save some money, mm-hmm. and then hey, the ice cream truck comes by. If it does, great. If it mm-hmm. doesn't, like usual, and breaks my heart, mm-hmm. pss, that's just how life goes, I guess. I was a big fan of the wrestling ice cream bars from the ice cream truck. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I would get uh, for certainly. And if I knew that ice cream trucks still had them to this day, you'd see me run just as fast (laughs) as I did. Pushing kids out of the way. (laughs) Yeah. I I still remember running for the ice cream truck. And I remember I I would not have socks on Mm -hmm. ever. Um, And so I remember like running out my front door and the pavement just being scorching hot. And just running to that ice cream truck and burning the bottom of my, like burning the bottom of my feet. I'm not a barefoot person, but my sister is, and she can uh, skateboard and run faster and better with no shoes on. Both okay. of those activities. Okay. So maybe you slide her the yeah. cash, and you say, go along. Right. Go- like, we grew up on a like a dead-end road, mm-hmm. so by the time we heard the bell, not a lot of other kids on our street either, so it wasn't, oh, if they catch it first... No, we had to run from all the way at the end, all the way out there, and try to wave it down. And then so bring it once back or in. once or twice. And now you live on a dead end road. So Again. that's that's <laughs> yeah. a that's a commitment for yes. the ice cream truck. Yes. I've been on your dead end road, it's and I've I haven't I've only parked dead on at it the once. End. Yeah, <laughs> I've parked on mm-hmm. it once. So that's how we're going to mm-hmm. use our twenty dollars to buy secondhand goods out of a thrift store. For our backyard fun zone. Again, if you would like to make your own backyard fun zone at at Thrifty Podcast on Instagram or come over to our Discord. Get on our Mm -hmm. Discord um, and then uh, comment in there what you put in your backyard fun zone. All these 12 items, they got a price. We want to hear it. So I now, with our backyard fun zones completed, I'm going to jump into our first segment of the day. Something you've never seen before. Something you've never seen before. Something you've never seen at all. But it is always been at the core. So for new listeners to the show, this is where we present our curated thrift haul of secondhand items we bring to talk about uh, with one another. Also associated with this, we do some thrifty trivia trivia, which are multiple choice questions that we ask each other about our specific items, A, B, C, or D, and D is none of the above. Um, And then we use these points, and then act three of the show, we have one final question, and that will determine who won the episode. So I'm going to start off. Mm-hmm. Um, now, this piece in itself is one of my uh, actually favorite pieces on Thrifty. Um, it has been featured on a past episode, but it wasn't spoke about in depth. But uh, for my first uh, newspaper, uh, this is actually 
the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, and it's from Thursday, July 17th, 1969. And if you're thinking, Toddy, what happened on that day? What's going on that day? Well, this, folks, is when Apollo races toward the moon. When um, the moon is your backyard fun zone. When you're when the moon, if you're an astronaut, the moon is your backyard fun mm-hmm. zone. Um, so this is when the Apollo 11 uh, launched up, and uh, right on the uh, above the fold. You have a triple exposure photograph of the three astronauts standing in front of a dark uh, sky with a moon and a nice little rocket in back. So um, this was featured in the, in, in the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. And the article title says, Color TV follows flawless launch in lunar voyage. So, Cape Kennedy, Florida, July 16th. Here are the facts and figures of the Apollo 11 mission. Astronauts, civilian Neil A. Armstrong, 38, Air Force Colonel Edward E. Aldrin, Jr., 39, and Air Force Lieutenant Colonel Michael Collins, 38. The launch happened at 9.32 a.m. And the purpose, after attaining lunar orbit Saturday, Armstrong and Aldrin flying a craft to man's first landing on the moon Sunday, July 20th, they are to walk on the moon for two and a half hours Monday, setting up scientific experiments, gathering soil samples, and determining ability to work in one-sixth gravity field so this is the first time that we had the opportunity to see if we can work on the moon Mm -hmm. and i'll tell you what wasn't easy no (laughs) it was not easy and um buzz aldrin uh was was quoted to say he said hey houston you suppose you could turn the earth a little bit so we could get a little bit more of water how about that Give it a quick spin. Give it a quick spin because they wanted to take a look at more water. Um, also, I thought that was was pretty interesting. Below the cover, and this is unrelated, but there is a little um, a, a little paragraph that says, um, "Thieves make police radio do blackout," which seems pretty cool and anarchy. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, New Orleans, July sixteenth. Two patrolmen had difficulty yesterday radioing an investigation of a complaint when when patrolman Victor Bono and R.G. Russell returned to their car, they found the radio microphones had been stolen, which is pretty cool. And taken to the dark side of the moon. And taken to the dark side of the moon. Very ACAB. Love Mm -hmm. it. So that was on that. So, um... As we've both talked about on Thrifty numerous times, we support space. We love su- space. We love space. Space travel. Everything about space. Um, so my first trivia question for you is about the Apollo 11 astronauts. Mm-hmm. And so for one point, and this is kind of related towards what we're going through and what we're kind of... 
hopefully getting over a little bit. My question is, DJ Lil, how long did the Apollo 11 astronauts spend in quarantine after returning to Earth? How long did the Apollo 11 astronauts spend in quarantine after returning to Earth? A. 11 days. B. 14 days. Two weeks. C. 21 days. Three weeks. Or D. I made A, B, C, and D up. And D is none of the above. 11 days, 14 days, 21 days, none of the above. What are your thoughts? How long did they spend in quarantine after returning? I feel like 21 days is calling out to me. Mm-hmm. Um, Three weeks? Seems like a good amount of time that they could poke them with sticks, see if they do anything back. See if they turn if, into aliens. Right, if any moon rocks turned into aliens to mm-hmm. turn them into aliens. We saw men in black. You know, yeah. That, that didn't that didn't take 21 days the to The alien on your ankles has been yep. smirking at me. Sure, sure. I have the um, alien tattoo on my ankle that reminds me of my own cat. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, 21... Seems like a good amount of time, mm-hmm. but I think I'm going to go with D, because in my mind, I think 40 days. 40 days from space. For a proper quarantine. For a po- proper quarantine. Um, so you went with 40 days, so that would equal D, none of the above. Yeah. So how long did they spend in quarantine? A, 11 days, B, 14 days, C, 21 days, D, none of the above. You said D, none of the above. The correct answer? C, 21 Should have gone with it. Should have gone with it. Crazy thing about that one is, is you immediately like, yeah, it should be 21 days. But it isn't. Um, but they called it a medical isolation. Yes. 21 days. So, unfortunately for you, you heard some pretty cool space information, but did not Hmm. get the question right. I wonder if they got to hang out with each other during that time, or if they needed to be separate, you know, quarantined from each other. Yeah. That's a great question. You think it would probably be, since it was dubbed medical isolation, Mm -hmm. probably Probably, the boys weren't there. Yeah, probably, you know. Yeah. Single rooms or something. Because if, say, the three astronauts... And say two of them were fine, mm-hmm. and one of them was infected yeah. with alien goo, space stuff. Yeah, he could have spit that. He could have spit that alien poison uh, as it like a dart into the other oh. two, and they could have uh, anamorphed into aliens it's, right there. It's invisible. Yeah, you know. But it'd be it would be kind of something, right? You return from the moon, you're really excited, mm-hmm. and then you just can't do anything. For 40, for 40 days. Seems like a lot. And that's why it was only 21. Only 21. Three Del- weeks. A little antsy. Mm-hmm. So. So that was my first item. That was the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette from July 17th, 1969. Apollo races toward the moon. And I have a zero points. Zero points for now. So. For now. But that's all right. Yeah. There's still time. There is a lot of time. And while we're on this uh, science space kick going to slide into my first item for today. Cool. Which I found in a free bin. Love a good free bin. Love a good free bin. You know, it might be broken glass in it. Just kind of carefully look around in it. Take a look. 
Might be a used napkin. Just hey. go around it. Hey, there's something free. It's free. Something's good in there. It's free. Yeah. So here I have from September 1993, the Omni magazine. I really picked it up because the cover art is super cool. Yes. Kind of like peachy and orange and kind of red colors. And mm-hmm. their font is silver and space space says a lot of space to me Mm -hmm. um and you could also see these uh, the imagery at thrifty podcast mm -hmm. when we post the episode with the cover art you will see everything that we're talking about right there also on the cover the sleeping face with flying fish around it flying fish in the uh this issue is about dreams decoding the new language of the night's so this is when we were experimenting a little bit with dreams, yeah, what they so like, mean, you know, that kind of fun new stuff. New agey kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this magazine is more of like for armchair scientists. People are interested in science, but perhaps not any professional training. And they just like to dabble. Uh, it offers... Experiments. Yeah, it yeah. offers, you know, articles and also offers uh, some science fiction Mm-hmm. And a little bit about the paranormal. The paranormal you might in say. the magazine. UFOs. All that kind uh, of fun stuff. Yeah. So you kind of find out um, if 21 days was long enough for quarantine. Right. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, like there's so many, you know, it's from 93. So we got some really juicy early 90s advertisements like the Chevy Camaro. A nice, sexy Chevy <laughs> right. Camaro for And it the is the centerfold. Just in case. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the print version of Omni was published from 1978 to 1995. And then it made its debut as an e-magazine. An e-magazine? E-magazine. Like the internet? For computer people. Like the like the like the internet. Yup, and wow. uh, that was published in 1986. Whoa! So way ahead of the curve. Whoa! Although there are ads in here for all kinds of you know, like there's the Star Trek action figures, which is the first thing I opened to. Star Trek action figures it. is really cool. Yeah, this is like next generation mm-hmm. action figures. They're on a rock. Maybe they're on the moon. Maybe they're not. Some have tricorders, some don't. And they are a galaxy of new action figures transporting to your local retailer. Um, you were you were talking about online. Do you mm-hmm. remember your first uh, screen name online? Your first screen name that you used? Um, I remember mine. I guess it was an AOL screen name, and at my house we had internet on and off okay so we had a computer we had internet for a bit the establishment where my mom worked for a while provided free internet to all their staff that didn't last long unfortunately because (laughs) um we can't make money off of that yeah world this is yeah we don't share information easily no um so i would walk down to the library which it was only like a 10-minute walk from my house Okay. to get on the computer Okay. to use an AOL screen name to talk to my friends who lived, some of them lived, a 10-minute walk in another direction. Whoa. Because they were like, no, 
we're just gonna do this online yeah i was like but i could bike to your house now yeah that could be something so i think the novelty of just being able to do that yeah and for me i was like well i don't mind a walk Mm -hmm. yeah but like guys i gotta like Mm -hmm. trek back home and then do this and then come back well i think that was the cool thing about online squirrels like something Something about squirrels (laughs) my screen name was something about squirrels yeah, and that was the cool thing about online is like, yeah, like people were on that thing. And I remember AOL, America Online, I got internet for the first time in eighth grade. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get fast internet. I got 56K, and so it dial up. And when I could still hear that door opening noise when <laughs> one of the boys signed on or one of the girls signed on. <laughs> And my first name was Loose Cannon 47 because I was a bad boy with a temper. Excellent. I was a bad boy with bad thoughts. Right. <laughs> but um, did some flirting on there, I will say. I didn't know how yeah. that – I didn't know what that was. Well, I mean like eighth grade flirting. Yeah, no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I was just like I am could be – could have met you guys at the park. Yeah. We could have – Mm-hmm. Like played in person, like in person, we could have like done something. Yeah, early on. So early on, I was like, people should use this for flirting. And I was yeah, like, like in hindsight, I'm like, yeah, that's what everyone mm-hmm. else was using it for. And I was just yeah. like, hi, how are you? <laughs> well, I, I'm not saying I was successful. I wouldn't kiss right. somebody until I was like 15 or 16. So don't worry, I failed. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that was the internet, I guess. Mm-hmm. Early internet. But the Star Trek guys um, are pretty they cool. They look yeah. so fantastic. Part of me wants to, you know, maybe go to eBay later. See see if they're on some eBay. I'm thinking about 1 a.m. Yeah. Lil on eBay. <laughs> E-Lil. <laughs> <laughs> For that e-magazine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so just all kinds of old ads in here. We got even old, like, the cards are still in here to renew your subscription. Um, what is this? New, like, computers. Like, NPR Morning Edition print ads. Surround sound speaker technology. Surround sound Um, speakers. The Science Fiction Book Club. See, that's something I would do if it was right now. Yeah, take... Five books for a dollar with membership. So that's even sure. better than your backyard fun zone. Yeah, I could take... <laughs> what did I say? I'm going to take two books in that thing? Two books to my yeah. backyard fun zone? Yeah, I'll get five books. So that's a there's good like, deal. you know, cigarette ads in here. Xerox machine ads. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm... And the articles are actually, like, they're pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to read my uh, very out-of-date science magazine mm-hmm. a little bit later. Um, see if that uh, phone number still works to order me some Star Trek action figures. That could be a lot of fun because I'm a, uh, you got to assume the, the number isn't for that, but you never know. It could be for something else. Right. I'd like to get uh, a Jordy, uh, a Data, mm-hmm. um, yeah, Picard maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe Borg Picard. Okay. If offered. Okay. Okay. You know. Well, you could take a look get at... Or for my mom. eBay for Elil and for, see if there's yeah. on there. Um. So, uh, yeah, hit me with your, uh, hit me with like your a little question. Bit of trivia about this? Yeah, a little trivia. I will mention that this magazine was founded by Kathy Keaton and her partner Bob Guccione. 
and he was the publisher of a very popular magazine of a different genre. Okay. Okay, so he he yeah. published another magazine. Correct. Okay. And this was, you know, this was her idea and they collaborated on it. And a little partnership. Okay. But he came from some other publishing. So, let's see the magazine from the free bin if it gives me a free <laughs> free one point. Right. Nothing on the back of it might or may or may not help you. Mm-hmm. Um So, just to remind you, it was started in the late 70s. Gotcha. So, which one of these magazines did Bob Guccione uh, start? Mm-hmm. A, Dollars and Cents. Okay. That's S-E-N-S-E. Dollars and Cents. Yes. Like Common Sense. Yes. Yeah. Uh, B, Vegetarian Times. C, Art Almanac. Or D, None of the Above. Hmm. A dollars and cents. B was Vegetarian Times. Vegetarian Times. Yeah. C was Art Almanac mm-hmm. or D none of the above. It was none of these. Right. So it's the seventies. Um you know, people oh, vegetarianism yeah. popular. Yeah. Art popular. Yeah. Making wise financial decisions. Uh, maybe. <laughs> or trying. Or trying. Or trying to. Uh, or was it something else? Or was it something else? I'm kind of leaning towards the something else, but I'm trying to track my brain <laughs> to see if... I'm just opening filing cabinets up there to see if I'm in my brain filing cabinets if How I, much do you know about magazine publishers from the 60s and 70s? If 10 being I know absolutely everything and 0 being I've no, I I don't even know how to read 2 cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um so what I'm trying to think of is the legitimacy i guess Mm -hmm. is a good word of those titles and i'm gonna say vegetarian times may not sound like a magazine to me it may sound like a uh maybe a column um oh yeah could be a column like a little featured piece sure um the art almanac is kind of sexy to me Mm -hmm. because i i'm almost positive and like like this magazine is it art there's an art almanac yeah mm-hmm. um okay i'm going to go with i think you're going to d me i at least once this episode i will yeah so I'm just you, you haven't de- you didn't deem me last episode you didn't deem me this episode yet but we haven't got into the questions so I'm gonna feel pretty slighted if it's C <laughs> but I'm gonna go D none of the above it was another magazine it was Penthouse yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> yes yep D none of the above I was thinking something on the lines of that mm-hmm. yeah I was thinking it was some sort of adult contemporary. Uh, magazine, and I was almost sure it wasn't Playboy. I was almost sure it wasn't, 
And that's mm-hmm. why I was like, well, if it, it say, so say for instance, it was Playboy. I'm like, that's D, none of the above. But I'm just like, I don't think it was Playboy though, but I thought it was some adult contemporary. Yeah. So, so it was uh, Playboy's uh, competition okay. is what Penthouse, they started in um, 1965. Yeah. Uh print in the uk and i think 1969 they started print in the u.s okay um and yeah they were trying to go on to uh hugh hefner's territory so as a fan of both of those magazines uh you're a fan of both of those what's the what's the what's the big difference of between big difference yeah is there a difference or is it just different yeah and there is a like a all the 70s, they were just battling back and forth for subscription sales. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't have any of those facts in my brain right now. All good. But All good. But... Is there any huge, like, difference yeah, between the uh, two? Yeah, Playboy is more for, like, the armchair philosophy. Of, like, let's listen to some jazz. Yeah. Maybe, you know, look at some naked women sure also listening to jazz sure let's just all hang out and read about like whatever what's yeah. going on yeah we'll just have a nice mature time mm-hmm. and there might be a naked person in the centerfold nothing like a nice mature time you know what <laughs> yeah, i mean right? yeah. <laughs> it's nothing like a nice Whereas, mature time. uh you know penthouse was their articles were a little more um going more after like government cover-ups yeah and like trying to be like a little edgier yeah a little bit edgier showing and then i think they started showing more pubic hair oh so then it was like pubic yeah. hair wars okay okay so yeah. a little pubic hair yeah in, so encroaching there. on yeah you know yeah. someone else's idea of a magazine and just like how can we make this it's a mature time how can we make this a raunchier time and those but still those types of magazines I, I have um some vintage Playboys myself under this very table. Um I think you've uh thumbed through some of them once upon a time under the table. Maybe not. not. Yours. I'll, I'll have to yeah. Not I'll, yours. Not not mine. <laughs> but I it was it's interesting because like yeah, there was a specific per, type of person that used them a specific type of way, mm-hmm. but it's hard for me to imagine like that being uh the mature time now i i <laughs> genuinely read them for the articles yeah. and yeah. also sure the yeah. other stuff yeah of course but it was just interesting that at some point that was like the only other stuff right and it I feel like it definitely was like either you were a playboy, a penthouse, or a hustler, mm-hmm. etc. Yeah. Subscriber. Would you? What would you pick? The playboy? Yeah. Playboy. Cool. I keep it a little classy. Yeah. I try to keep it classy. Yeah, keep it classy. Um, so that's cool. So I got a point there. Mm-hmm. I have a point yeah, there. Yeah, as I did that research last night. Took me a whole nother direction than I thought I was gonna well, hey, be going. We're both up at two in the morning pretty much every <laughs> single day yep. or night, I guess you would say. Yeah. Um I was yeah, I went to bed very late, woke up very early. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then re- And that's how we record our and episodes. That's how we record pretty much all the time. So I'm gonna hop into my second 
uh, piece for our curated thrift haul today, and it also is a newspaper. And I wanted to do just a tiny bit more research than I actually have done, and the reason being is this paper is so old, and I uh, irresponsibly took it out of the plastic that I keep it in too many times, and it started to disintegrate. So I made the decision that I was only going to base my research on um, what it what it could look like through the plastic. Because even like moving it up and down today, it's a, it's it's quite fragile. It's I can quite see fragile from over here. And I got this from. Um, a yard sale. Nice. And I think I got it for like five bucks. Um, but I've had this for nice. probably like, I'd say three to four years now. But what we're talking about is, um, a, a disaster, which I love info on those. So we're looking at the St. Louis Dispatches Daily Magazine. Now, it's still a newspaper. It's just called mm-hmm. Daily Magazine. And it is from Friday, May 7th, 1937. And for those keeping track, what disaster ha- happened in 1937, you ask? Well, the destruction of the Hindenburg, the Hindenburg and at an instant of its first explosion. So Ooh. above the fold is a a large um you got to think like uh, a foot and a half by a foot on the size of the paper a huge picture of the Hindenburg exploding um and the underside if you flip it over to the underside under the fold um so you have on top of the, on the b- b- above the fold you have the explosion going on Below, oh, the paper's ripping in half. Oh no! Ah. Oh no! Oh no! Disaster! Oh, ah. Disaster! <laughs> oh no! It's ripping in half as I'm touching. I'm just gonna put it on the ground. Um, so ah. below, you see the crash in flames. So above the fold, it explodes. Below the fold, it crashes. And that's hopefully Ooh. the last time I will ever touch it because as I was touching it, it's, it's disintegrating it's, even more. It's disintegrating oh, in half. No. I'll have to do something with that. That's a shame. Um, but some info on the Hindenburg. I have its 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 uh, final um, uh, approach to its death. Um, I got some cool timestamps here. I had a feeling this was coming. Yes. Um, so at seven p.m. Uh, the Hindenburg final approach to the Lake Hurst Naval Air Station in New Jersey. 7.09 p.m. Circled left because uh, the ground crew wasn't ready for it to come in. At 7.11, um, it dumped gas to be a little lighter. Uh, at 7.17 p.m., the wind shifted direction from east to southwest captain pross ordered a second sharp turn mooring the mast at 718 gas and water was dumped because the airship was still too heavy mm-hmm. to land 
so then at 7.21 p.m., the mooring lines were dropped at uh, 295 feet, and it did began to rain slightly. And what the mooring lines were is with that giant airship, it's basically you just throw them out, and it helps it kind of weigh it down to kind of bring it down. Back down and to it the was, ground. It, yeah, it was down to yeah. the ground. Down to the hopefully bringing right, it down yeah. to the ground, and it was uh, yeah, it was just 295 feet below. I mean, above the ground. At 7:25 p.m., a few witnesses appeared to see gas leaking. Others reported seeing a dim blue flame. People heard a muffled, in quotes, people heard a muffled detonation and then the hindenburg caught fire so there has been many a stories of what exactly happened to the hindenburg mm. and witnesses say they saw a variety of different things people say it started here no it started there it started here no 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 i was there i saw it but there's very few survivors uh left um current day but it, it was four positive at 7.25 p.m. It caught fire. And once it caught fire, it engulfed the whole airship. <laughs> Not very long. Yeah. Uh, a few minutes, if that, it took to, to burn that whole airship. There were uh, 36 total fatalities. Um, 35 were in the Hindenburg. And there was one on the ground that was Jeez. killed. Um, fun fact about this. Now, obviously this is a tragedy, but there were actually more survivors, uh, than there were deaths hmm. somehow, some way, okay. because what had happened was, and yes, it was such a drop. I absolutely understand that. But as it caught fire, everybody jumped out the windows. So we had some major injuries. So they were close enough, close enough to not, um, close perish. enough perish. To perish. But, uh, yeah. I mean, some of them did. Yeah. But, like, they were close enough that some of them just made it with severe injuries and did not die. So, it's kind of a, a fun little fact that... Um, Super hardcore. Yeah. So, <laughs> if you were in the Hindenburg and it caught fire and you jumped out of it and lived, you are pretty much have mm-hmm. a great story for the rest of your life. Yeah. And a lot of people did, in fact, survive that. Um, And I mentioned there were um, 36 total deaths. Mm -hmm. Um, How many survivors Hmm. of the the Hindenburg were there? Um, So it's going to be, as I said, there was more who lived Mm -hmm. than died. Um, A42... B, 52, C, 62, D, none of the above. How many survivors of the Hindenburg disaster, 42, 52, 62, or not lied? None of the above. How, what are your thoughts? Hmm. Well, it's helpful that you put them in uh same order and they're pretty much just 10 off I'm here to make other. it an, I, I'm here as easy to as make possible. it to make your life a little bit easier right I didn't do well with numbers on that first question I did so well that I didn't do well sure 
Um, and you could tie me up here. Now, true. I do have another question this act. This is true. But you could make it 1 1 here. 42, because that's very close to 36. But so it's like, oh, that's still more. Mm-hmm. It is more. But you seemed surprised at how many people actually did survive. And it was a major disaster. Yep. More um, than more than 36 people did survive. So I want to say 52. Okay. But I think I'll go 62. 62 survived. Very hopeful. Very hopeful. Prayer emoji this, hands. Yeah, my hands are... Prayer right, emoji yes. hands. I'm um, going to go 62. 62. Um, so how many crash survivors were there, were there in the Hindenburg? A, 42. B, 52. C, 62. D, none of the above. The correct answer, answer DJ Lil, mm-hmm. is C, 62. Yes. So you did it. So yes, you did it. So you did it. So there was a heck of a and lot of survivors. all of those survivors did it too. <laughs> All those survivors. <laughs> We're so get glad this point today. They jumped out of the Hindenburg <laughs> right. as it was on fire crashing to get this question right for you. In 2020. In 2020. You know, it all comes full circle. Mm-hmm. You, know? you know, honestly, that's way more survivors. I haven't really read up much on the Hindenburg myself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's way more survivors than I had realized. And if you watch the actual crash footage, which I've done probably 50 times in my yeah. life, duh. <laughs> um, it looks bad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and it was bad. Yeah. I'm not saying that 36 deaths isn't a tragedy. I'm merely saying once it caught fire, a lot of the reasons why folks didn't exactly know what happened, obviously, mm-hmm. it was in 1937. But also because it happened so quick right. that you couldn't register exactly like it's either you saw something or you didn't. Yeah. So it wasn't like, a, oh, is that going to, oh, oh, bad, yeah. oh, bad. Ooh. Like it was like, it just went up. Just up in flames. But uh, yeah, uh, 62 people lived and you are hmm. correct. So yes. that was my so uh, happy for them. second paper. But yeah, I touched that a little too much even in the plastic. But I warned myself that I'm like. Yeah, we talked about it earlier. Yeah, like. What but for, you know, it's it's still in pretty good shape for yeah. a paper from, from 1937. From so. 1937. Yeah. Yeah. So that was my second newspaper. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So my next item is technically a newspaper, but it's a satirical newspaper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, all of humanity, we've had... All kinds of weirdness happen, and satire and parody usually helps us get through. Yeah. To kind of process our own thoughts and just kind of sit back and... uh, Enjoy the view. Enjoy the view. (laughs) Have a few laughs to get us through the next day. Enjoy the view. Enjoy (laughs) that we're still here. Enjoy that it's here. For now. So I have here today... Is it volume 17 of The Onion Presents Complete News Archives... Homeland Insecurity. Mm-hmm. And I found this at a uh, library book sale here okay. in Pittsburgh. Okay. Pretty uh, cool. Love. I'm just putting it out there. If they're having those book sales still this summer, go take advantage of them. Yeah. Uh, last time I was there, you know, prices are from like 50 cents to maybe four bucks for... Items that are, you know, more rare or large kind of hardcover books. Yeah. It's a treasure trove. And sure, the library books you read and you return, 
But hey, for fifty cents, pick up a book. Oh, I've been meaning to read this. And here we are. And Got then a book. you still have it years later. Yes. For other enjoyment. Mm-hmm. And this is a kind of a thick book too. Oh yeah, this and it's it's really the the kind of gift that keeps on giving. Yes. Um I just make a point to open it to any random page. And just take a look and at just what's take going a on. Look. Mm-hmm. Um it's just comedy gold. Mm-hmm. Uh this particular book is from two thousand six. Um but the Onion was founded in 1988 in Madison, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And I'm from Michigan. And I really relate to the type of humor <laughs> I never knew. in the Onion. I never knew that the, the more Onion started in, in Madison. Yeah, it's uh, quite Midwestern humor. Yes. Um, which I can relate to. So it used to be printed weekly. And growing up, every Friday... My dad, my sister, and I kind of, like, go out, you know, school week's over. Let's just go get some dinner, roam around, like, see whatever's out in the world. Let Mm -hmm. mom watch her British soap opera at home, alone, in her backyard fun zone. (laughs) In her own backyard fun zone with (laughs) the British British television? Yeah. Um, And we would go to this bookstore called Nicola's Books. And go pick up our copy, print copy of The Onion every single week. Go right next door to our favorite Thai restaurant, Siam Kitchen. Read the paper while we waited for our food. Gotta love Thai food. Love Thai food. Gotta love Thai food. Love Thai food. Love comedy. Right? Love books. That's pretty much Yeah, it's like... <laughs> yeah. That's so kind of like, that uh, like our the trio there. Our like week, weekly ritual for quite a while um, as I was growing up. So yeah, it was nice. Just unwind from the week. You know, grew up in the Bush era. So I was like, oh, well, let's see what the onions got for us this week. It will make the, you know, the rest of our lives easier. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like I said, it used to be printed weekly in some major cities like Chicago. I know uh, you could just pick it up from the boxes. It was just free on the side of the road, like a city paper. Yeah. And then they did that in my hometown for a bit. But I think that was just about the time where they also ceased print operations. That was in 2013. Oh, that's a kind of a long run for a, yeah. modern, for a modern paper. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but their online publishing started in 1996. And uh, definitely the the features that are called area man dot 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 those are my favorite okay okay that's my <laughs> that's, that's our, a deep cut for lil <laughs> that's a little deep the, cut uh, onion related onion heads out there <laughs> area man that's uh-huh. where elil's at um so the onion founded by two college students okay what was its original use what was the onion's original use besides, for my thrifty trivia trivia question? Of course, besides, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. laughter. Laughter. Besides it, laughter, besides what was laughter. its use? Okay. Was it A, ways to spread exam answers? That would be cool. Mm-hmm. That would be very cool. B, directions to buried treasure. Okay, these are cool. These are cool. C, a prank on the dean. A prank on the dean? Okay. Or D. D, none of the above. 2 a.m. Elil couldn't think of anything else. 
So the onion was founded by two college students. What was its original use? A. Ways to spread exam answers. B. Directions to buried treasure. C. A prank on the dean. Or D. None of the above. I made those up. Or I twisted the facts. Twisted the facts. Um, So... I was lucky enough to know the D was coming. Mm-hmm. I don't think we've ever had a double D on the show ever. <laughs> That's something to think about. That's something that I will say out loud. Are you still buttered up from your corn cobs? I'm still buttered up from my corn cobs. For sure. Got butter all over me from those backyard fun zone corn cobs. Um, I don't think in the show's history we've ever done a double D. And I want to say that out loud because I myself want to successfully double D and I'm going to say that right now and then <laughs> never bring it up again and maybe in six, seven weeks do it. Okay. Um, I don't think it's, this is the first double D. I don't mm-hmm. think it's D. A buried treasure is too Sick. good. Uh, it's too good to be, uh, <laughs> right. it's too good to be true. Right. I mean, two college kids are thinking of anything else and doing their homework maybe. Yeah. Exam answers would be cool as somebody who was bad at school and did yeah. everything not to be good at it. And uh, kids close your ears. I don't really regret it. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, I got nothing. If kids are listening to this, you're doing your homework and I'm corrupting the youth. You're welcome. Yeah. And you'll thank me in probably seven years. Um, one regret I have about school is I never learned a second language. That's a regret. Yeah, I never fully learned a second language. I would, I would say it's, um, up there. I would say, if you want to say regrets of something that I wish I did in school, that I didn't do, mm-hmm. that immediately to me comes yeah. to mind because that's uh, it's over, important. Over computer knowledge and like trying to code or anything yeah. like that, I'd rather be able to speak four different languages yeah. fluently. Because if you're able to maneuver that, you could figure out. Yeah, I um, could go through free bins and Goodwill outlets anywhere on earth yeah. if I knew four languages. <laughs> so that's a regret. But other yeah. than that, I don't really care. <laughs> Um, I went to a fake college anyway. Um, got a fake degree and then got yes. some fake jobs. Yes. <laughs> um, I was also a fake valedictorian you- <laughs> too of my college. Fake valedictorian. <laughs> um, um, I'm going to say, I'm going to go, you know what? I'm going to go see. I'm going to say it's a prank on the dean. So it's a prank on the D for Are sure. Are you sure that the letter of that... Last word isn't the answer. I'm going to go see the Dean stuff. Am I wrong? Is that your final answer? That's my final answer. It's D. What? Oh, no. I got double D'd after Mm -hmm. I said there's never been a double D on the show. And then I said, I want to be the first one to do it. Well. I want a D on my own show. I'm going to put the D in DJ Lil. Damn. The D's out of your name. It's just J Lil. What? <laughs> like J Lo? <laughs> well, it's J Lil now. Oh, man. DJ Lil got me with a double D. Mm hmm. So, no point there. Yeah, no. Uh, supposedly, it was to uh, sell pizza coupons. Yeah, I'm glad you made all those up. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you made all those up. Those are all, all those. 
yeah, all those other ones are way better. Like DJ Lil at two AM seems better than like hyperdrive. Hey, you know what? There's still there's still some time left in the world that you can create your own newspaper and it secretly be a map to bury treasure. Don't write that out for yourself. Keep your ceiling high. True. True. There's still time in this year for me to do that and get a face tattoo. Yes. And also my face tattoo. Yes. Um, so <laughs> no points. I got a point. That's okay. I got one point this round. That's okay. I was just really excited uh, yeah. on the answers I came up with. No, yeah, those were very good. <laughs> so... You did a very good job. What we're going to take a look at next as um, something that's actually becoming quite fun for me, and you could play along mm-hmm. as well, too. Um, again, at Thrifty Podcast on Instagram um, to get a Thrifty Discord link. Um, Thrifty Discord, join today because you could be a part of this segment yourself. Inside the Thrifty Discord, there is a Thrift Finds channel, and this is Listener Finds. Uh, this listener finds is maybe the most bizarre one we've done so far. Maybe it's cute. It's but it's cute. weird. It's cute. It's uh, uh, Hannah from L.A. Uh, in the Discord that uh, said disgusting to this. It's um, but this I is go so far. Yeah, this was from our boy Slops. Um, big support to Slops. Yeah, from- we love. We love slops. We love slops. DJ Lil loves slops. (laughs) Uh, Slops, thank you for being a part of the Discord. Um, And slops, listener find for this week was a JSNY, which stands for Jeffrey Snyder, New York, Plastic Pot Belly Bear Bank. Mm -hmm. Plastic Pot Belly Bear Bank. And um, Vorpal uh, Dormouse... um, added some um, extra info to this from Discord as well because Slops posted it and then our uh, Dormouse friend helped with some of the details. But this Potbelly Bear Bank, it's almost seven inches tall and it is a bear with a red and white striped sweater with jeans Mm -hmm. and his belly is hanging out over his jeans. Mm Mm-hmm. And it could grow. The belly grows because it's a bank. So you put some coins in it, and the belly grows. To get the coins out, you turn it upside down and take the bear's head off. There you go. And originally, uh, Hudson wanted to make weird 70s and 80s offshoots of their toy line. Um, so this is, that's kind of what they did. They, from their toy line, they were just like, how could we maneuver? Use this, but not do too much effort. Right. So, so they cut a hole in the top of it and then made their belly grow. But this is the plastic pot belly bear bank. And you're definitely going to see it on at thrifty podcast on Instagram. When this, uh, the cover art from the episode is posted, it's going to be in the scroll roll and you will see the pot belly bear mm-hmm. bank. Um, so thank you to slops. Yeah. Thank you. And thanks to everyone who's been adding their pictures to the thrift finds for sure. Lo- love to see the finds. So, uh, yeah. It- let us know if you'd like an invite to join everybody's welcome we have a good time in there and we also play some jackbox games occasionally 
Um, DJ Lil's working on playing with us, but has a little shoddy laptop. So we yes. have to. I, gotta I get am DJ actually Lil the shoddy laptop part of it. So. <laughs> <laughs> Until then, I'll be waiting at the park for my friends in real life. Right, right. Uh, you'll be in your own backyard fun zone yeah, reading some will, books. Yeah. Um, so we're going to take a quick live break. We'll be live back for Act 3. But for Act 2, our freestyle act for this week. I got a summer hit um, that's going to bang, and I hope you enjoy Thrifty Podcast. Stay tuned. I'm about to be your splinter There ain't no dummy here Summer's better than winter Everyone in beach gear Soaking up the sun Drinking beer from a cake While cooking air buns For three whole months We float in our pools Eat food on the grill And chill with the ghouls Even when it rains It's hardly a bummer Catch me on the dance floor Being the number one stunner It's all big bird No time for Oscar the Grouch So tired after the day That I sleep on the couch Come tomorrow morning, I'll be back on my grind. Cuties in the DMs, I'm about to get mine. Going down the tube slide with my own tube. Parting with the brainiacs, being way lewd. This summer break, I'm gonna make my mark. Walking to the grocery store, high as fuck in the dark. Wear the greasy spray to protect from a bee sting. Drop my cell phone between the seat and the middle thing. Hey, I'm listening to that. Could you turn it up a smidge? And don't forget, there's beer and soda in the fridge. Smashing s'mores right by the fire. We're having the biggest party since Bill Cower retired. If you are classy, we are cooking poached salmon. Thrifty podcast in the house and it's jamming. And it's, and it's, and it's jamming. And it's. And it's jamming. It's about to get roached. live with the third act of the show hope you enjoyed the song and on this break uh so my cat uh we put my cat in the front room which is his favorite room of the house it's the only carpeted room and it's also the brick body kid shop and i'll tell you what that has to be the the best room in the house to be locked in because it has it has air conditioning So, There's all kind of colors to look at, all little spots of, to hide. And I brought in his litter box. I brought in some toys. Two kinds of food. Two kinds of food. And so he gets locked in there so we could record because if, if I didn't do that, he would literally be sitting on my laptop and it would ruin everything. So he's locked into the best room in the house. And we're locked into one more act. Now it's really going to come down to it this time. I do have a point, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to uh, I'm trying to hold on to that point. So we're going head to head, is that right? Yes, we are going head to head. So I will not be betting my point. So if I get this question correct, 
I will have two points. Okay. And so we're going to hop in to the grand finale. Vintage versus modern. Vintage versus modern. Now, for new listeners to the show, vintage versus modern is we take something from our curated thrift hall and it either represents a vintage piece or a modern piece and then we find its vintage or modern counterpart, uh, compare the values, and ask each other which one we think has a higher value, the vintage versus modern. So, um, I guess I'll start out a little different. A little different. A little this spin week. on the vintage versus modern little today. Spin. So um, the two pieces for the curated thrift haul today, I had a very old newspaper that fell apart as I was talking about it, yeah. which was unfortunate because um, <laughs> I've had that An for unforeseen a while. event. <laughs> yeah, the unforeseen event. The Hindenburg blew up again. I had a paper from 1937. <laughs> Uh, um, so just as bad as the first one, um, a, I had a St. Louis dispatch from 1937, uh, Hindenburg, uh, explosion. And then also, uh, Apollo races to the moon from the Pittsburgh post Gazette. And, um, I'm actually going to use for vintage versus modern this week, slops, plastic pot, belly, bear bank. Mm-hmm. So thank you once again to slops. The one and only clown. Um, so I am using the JSNY plastic pot belly bear bank for my vintage versus its modern counterpart. Ooh. And this is the total a- eBay listing. A seven inch adorable black bear ceramic coin money bank. Seven inch adorable black bear ceramic coin money bank and so it's a black bear ceramic and it has a red and black bandana so Mm -hmm. vintage versus modern which has more value the vintage plastic potbelly bear bank versus the seven inch adorable black bear ceramic coin money bank well i'm a sucker for ceramic animals Sure. And this bank might be friends with uh, the bank that Shane and I found of the three three bears. Brick body for, Shane. <laughs> very different. Uh, all of the coins except pennies had a slot. Yep. Um, so so maybe I could... Bank you know, for the rich. <laughs> yeah. This other one would be for the pennies. But you know what? I am going to gamble my point. You're going to gamble it. And... I am going to go vintage. You're going to go vintage for slops and verbal uh, dormouse. Yes. So for the boys, yes, you're going to go vintage on this. Mm -hmm. Um, You have, yeah, you have a soft spot for the very hard ceramic. I do. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I I do know that. So you're going with the, the plastic pot belly bear bank, the Mm -hmm. vintage. What do you think the price points are of these? Hmm. Let's see. I'd say the vintage is probably 13 bucks. Okay. And the modern, the ceramic, um, nine just for shipping. And, you know, just, I'm adding on a little extra. Yeah. For the shipping concern. 
Okay. Okay. And uh, so what we have, um, so you went with vintage on this. You went with it for the boys. Mm-hmm. So we had the vintage plastic potbelly bear bank versus the modern seven-inch adorable black bear ceramic coin money bank. Well, I'll start out with vintage. You said that you believed it was higher. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will reveal that the vintage was sixteen ninety nine. Ooh. So it was even a little bit more, uh, the value was a little higher Nice. than you thought. So you confident with that vintage pick still. I think all the coins that you saved in that bank over time add interest to its value. That's why you should be saving your coins, kids. Well, um, so sixteen ninety nine for the vintage, which you believe is higher than mm-hmm. the modern. The modern 7-inch adorable black bear ceramic coin money bank, its price point, Twenty four ninety five. Oh. DJ oh. Lil risks the point Risk and the loses point. the point. Just for the boys. Just for the boys. So for Vorpal Dormouse, for Slops, for the whole Discord. <laughs> A point for each of you mm-hmm. that I have lost. And, but it's okay. And live to learn. You live to learn. Live to learn. And uh, we'll always know that, yes, I have the soft spot for ceramic animals. Yes. So, and um, I thought for sure... You'd get me with that. <laughs> and I did, but I thought for sure you would say modern. I was... I was. I thought for sure yeah. sentimentality, you were going to be like, it's modern. But yeah, so the modern one is twenty four ninety five. It's That's... in very good condition, and it takes all coins. Yes. Unlike the belly of the plastic one, it just has a regular stomach. It's a regular adult bear. (laughs) (laughs) When you're just in a regular adult bear? A regular adult bear. (laughs) So unfortunately for you, Uh, didn't get the point. But oh well. Let's see what I can do about racking up one more point. Mm -hmm. So my vintage first modern today has to do with the onion. Mm -hmm. Uh, Satirical newspaper. I know you like newspapers because uh, most of the ones that you have are 9-11 related. Sure. That's a rumor. This is a known... It's That's a rumor. It's a rumor. No, Maybe it, a confirmed rumor. Right. <laughs> <laughs> On the list of conspiracies that you are interested in, that uh, one's up there. Yeah, it's up. They got to think it's one Number of them. Number one. One of the big ones. Yeah, I just like natural disasters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, that's not a natural disaster, but you know what I mean. Yes, yes. <laughs> So, we're looking at today, the vintage item will be the Onion 9-11 issue. The vintage 9-11 issue of the Onion. Yes. Holy cow. Versus. That's cool. Versus. Slight Shane loophole here, Mm -hmm. because the modern is the book that I have here in my lap. 2006. Okay, no, that's so, fine. Yeah. Closer to this year's date. Yeah. But it's uh, the newer one. Yeah, it's still newer. Uh-huh. They're just pretty close in their their age difference. Yeah. So the modern item, like I said earlier, is the Onion Complete News Archives, Volume Seventeen, Homeland Insecurity. So it was your item you one of the two items you use for your yes, for, for your my, thrift haul. Yep. yep. Yeah. So vintage huh. is just the singular, um, you know, that 
9-11 issue on its own. Yes, it's the full, yeah. you know, print from that day. Yeah. It's not just the the front page, but it's just one issue of the magazine, whereas the modern is a collection. Yeah. Well, see, this one's a little tricky. But for 9-11... Buffs. Buffs. <laughs> I was going to say it, but I wasn't sure. We know who we are. We know who we are. And I think I said uh, previously on the show is I was with Short King Prin, past and future co-host of Thrifty. And we were in the The south side. The once and future king. We were in the south side of Pittsburgh at like nine o'clock on an evening. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you've heard this before, but we were at the pizza shop and there was a poster of the (laughs) Twin Towers in this pizza shop in the back. So obviously... Someone got excited. Yeah. So obviously I know I'm decently weird. So I'm not going to exclaim out loud, like, check it out. It's a 9-11 poster and it's here. Um... So I whispered to Prin. Um, now, in everyone's defense, as a part of this story, it was very quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, so I sort of eccentrically um, whispered to Prin, there's a poster of the boys in the back, <laughs> <laughs> meaning the Twin Towers. And the oh my gentleman working at the pizza shop uh, pretty loud. Goes well if you it's something on the lines of like, well if you're staring at them, they know you're talking about them. And I was like, what? And he was referencing the two young ladies standing at the cash register. I had not seen them no. prior to this. No. So now I was in a conundrum. I like, either admit that I'm a 911 pop. <laughs> I either I I either admit that I appreciated the 911 poster or I fess up to something I wasn't doing and I wasn't whispering about the girls getting pizza and they were like early 20 somethings and they No, I just want, that's not what I'm doing here, folks. Yeah, no. It's just, I'm not going to do it. Uh, They're just going about their business. You're going about your business. And and they just, let's just call a spade a spade. They were just not my type anyway. Uh, It just was not, there was, I looked through It was suddenly too hot to handle. So um, I just said out (laughs) loud, I was just like, hey, I wasn't talking about him. And that was it. And then it was silent. And the thing was, we then ordered pizza and then had to sit in that, sit in that feeling there. Because we, yeah, it Mm -hmm. was, I think it was still chilly at the time. Mm. So, like, we just had to sit in that feeling. Yikes. That I, that happened. But I did correct it. But I just didn't say. And, like. Prin was like, well, you kid just said you were looking at the poster. And I'm like... That's also weird. Bro, I don't know that I could be saying I'm looking at the poster. Yeah, no. (laughs) I... Part of me... uh, This is... uh, Yeah, I was (laughs) catcalling. Like, (laughs) admit to not... Like, admit to catcalling, which I didn't do. 
Right. Or admit to enjoying the poster, which I did. Yes. So with your vintage versus modern here, mm-hmm. this messes with me because I would think that you would predict that I would say vintage, but maybe it's kind of like a, a double twist here. Maybe you would think that I would pick the modern because... Because Because I know how you would react. Right. Now, I've already double D'd you today. Yes. Why? And I'm... I won. I won the whole thing already. Why would I twist the knife even further? So, to me, this is either... uh, It's like the same thing. Um, It's either admitting... (laughs) It's either admitting (laughs) 9-11. It's either admitting to 9-11 liking. Mm -hmm. Or admitting... To catcalling, but in this case, it's the Onion Book. Yeah. And 9-11. And so what I will do here is what I should have done the first time. Are you doing it for the boys? Is what I should have done the first time, and I should have said I was looking at the 9-11 poster. So I will say vintage 9-11 Yes. And there we go. <laughs> yes. See that? And yes. Prin was right. I should have yes. just admitted to the 9-11 stuff. I should have admitted like, to that. All right. Well, that's odd. But yes, we have this poster. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's good. See that? He was right. I should have just said that. Mm-hmm. Should have just said it. Um, mm-hmm. So that wraps up another action-packed episode of Did 30. you want to know the the price differences oh yeah i guess so yeah i was just so excited to finally <laughs> know, get yeah. that off my chest give me the price i know points. I'm, I'm relieved that was part of that uh <laughs> um the price yeah, points that uh, i yeah. think um so it is 9 11 the price mm-hmm. points that i think i'm gonna go 12.99 vintage um 10.99 modern okay the uh vintage 22.90 hell yeah let's go and modern 4.25 Wow. So, so the 9-11 was... buffs really come out for this. Yes. I, I feel like, yeah, it's the kind of historic event that you want to collect every single newspaper that was printed that day from all over the world. I have... About um, it. Now, this isn't about 9-11, but it is, I have a uh, mid-90s um, uh, magazine ad for Starburst. And it's like the big apple. Mm-hmm. And so there's a big green apple by the trade towers. And I bought that ad singularly on eBay. So I bought a, a Starburst World Trade Center ad on eBay for like five bucks. <laughs> so somebody in the world yeah. was selling it. And I said... I'm buying it. Right. They knew there was a market yeah. for a single um, sheet. And I, I do, I do want to say that, yeah, yeah I'm not, I'm, I, I, it was a tragedy. I'm not going <laughs> to oh, say yeah. it was, Definitely. it was terrible. But the reason, uh, one of the reasons why I uh, have an interest in it is because I'm terrified of exactly what happened mm-hmm. that day yeah. and things that terrify me are the things I'm most interested in. They fascinate Mm -hmm. me because things that terrify me fascinate me and I can't tell you exactly why, but I know that's what I think about. And I'm afraid of planes and I'm also afraid of falling from a great height. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, there was a both that day. Yes. 
a bunch of it. And that's sad. It's a sad thing. I'm acknowledging it's bad. It's sad. But that's why it's an interest of mine because I'm fascinated by that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I did win. You so did that's win. pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, I guess that does now officially wrap up another yeah. action-packed episode of Thrifty. Again, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. And share it to a friend. If you're like, yo, I'm listening to this podcast. Uh, it's called Thrifty. Give it to a friend. Um, also, shout out to our sponsors at Commonwealth Press, cwpress.com. Um, right now, if you go to cwpress.com, you order 50 shirts. You're going to get 12 shirts for free. 12 entire shirts for free. So if you have a podcast, if you have a band, um, if you just want some T-shirts printed for some reason, you could get uh, 62 shirts here. That's a pretty cool thing. And they're local to Pittsburgh, but they do ship. Make sure to use promo code THRIFTY. And as I mentioned last week, I've been sending out some thrifty stickers that were Mm -hmm. printed by Commonwealth Press. And I will send you some thrifty stickers so you could put them in your town. Um, Also, bluffs.bandcamp.com, Steve Barras, every week they uh, uh, provide music for thrifty, alternate reality, the theme to our show for many reasons, and also... Something you've never seen before, which is our first act. Thank you, Steve. Bluffs.bandcamp.com. So, uh, long day of recording. Yeah. We had fun. And one of the good things is that we have a couple other items that uh, we did not have time for uh, the uh, this week that we can use on future episodes. Mm-hmm. Just like last week's episode, we had some leftover records and that could be a fun thing because that could be a third DJ Lil and Toddy episode for music. So I hope you had fun at least. <laughs> I certainly did. Thanks again for having me on the show. Mm-hmm. Always a pleasure. And you're also in the Discord. I am indeed. So um, so you could you could talk to DJ Lil. You could talk to Slops. You could talk to uh, Vorpal Dormouse. Yes. You could talk to me. Um, so find us at Thrifty. All the, all the pals are there. All the pals are there. All the pals are and there. And you could be a pal too. Yeah. At Thrifty Podcast on Instagram. And for everybody else, get roached.